Hi, Chris Valentin here. Welcome to my podcast, where I hope to inspire you to transform the world within you and transform the world around you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Do you have a knowing that you carry answers to impossible questions and improbable challenges inside of you? The truth is, we have access to the fount of all wisdom through the power of the Holy Spirit. We have the capacity for brilliance that is beyond human reason and transcends logic. The Solutionary Intensive is a 12-week course that will teach you a four-step process for gathering, analyzing, and implying intel received from the Holy Spirit to form practical solutions for leaders who have real challenges. Through coursework, you will grow in confidence in your ability to hear the voice of God, work with small teams to pursue the wisdom of God, and unlock heaven's solutions to serve society around you. Enrollment for the next cohort is now open and closes March 28th of 2023. You can learn more and register at www.thesqinstitute.com. Hi everyone, it's Allie Valton here, and I'm here to let you know that the conversation you're about to listen to came from a live Q&A session on Chris's social media account. I hope you enjoy. Hi, Chris Valentin here. It's good to see all you guys. Hope you had a great weekend. We uh, we are like we are in rain and snow, which is like for Reading. That's like I don't know if you want to call it miracle weather or pigs are flying. The, the pigs are flying <laughs> exactly. And this is Lindsay Ryman. Say hi. Hey guys. And she oversees well lots of things, but our SQ Institute. So some of you that are on here, you know, you're very familiar with some of these these folks. Yeah. Oh, you got your nails done too. Huh? Oh yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> You just went I, all out. I did. For this I did for this, this Instagram interview. live. Yeah. I got my show, nails done. Show them your boots. Oh my gosh! Look at these boots, man. These things are awesome. They yeah. say Hunter on them. They are. They are rain boots. And they are, and we are. We are definitely in the rain. Let's never forget that moment. Okay. So we're gonna. You're gonna. I think you're gonna interview me. I am. Which is usually I'm. You know. Yeah. Usually it's it's Ellie. Yeah. So, I'm going you know to... Ellie. You know Ellie didn't quit. So let me just let me just be clear. She... Yeah, I just, you know, I don't want people to think you replaced her because that can no, be very, you know. No one could replace Allie Bell. Heartbreaking AV in the house, absolutely, so? yeah. Heartbreaking. <laughs> but I do want to mention that you are single. I am, yes, yeah, I am single. And Allie, because people text all the time like, hey, Allie, I'm like, take Allie is taken. Take Please put all your attention on me now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we can fish for men while we're doing this. Okay, now we okay. got to move to. Let's to spiritual intelligence. Let's do it. Okay, you guys, if you don't know, um, the SQ Institute is launching its next course come starting April 4th. That's why we're doing this interview. Yeah. Um, it's run, co-founded by the father of spiritual intelligence. I'm going to call you that right now. Oh gosh. I don't want that. (laughs) Pioneer. 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 The writer of the the book. Okay. The writer of spiritual intelligence and Dan McCullum from Prophetic Company, uh, and myself. And... We're like the three musketeers of SQ. Oh my gosh, I get to be the three musketeers. Yeah. Yes, I'm going to take it. Um, But we want to talk about, like, what is spiritual intelligence? And so, um, Chris, you've actually been talking with God about spiritual intelligence for a while. Yeah, a long time. Before the book, which I realized later. So I was like, oh, I found some old YouTube links. When do you think was the first time... God started talking to you about spiritual intelligence. Well, the phrase, yes. the phrase spiritual intelligence came in a meeting I had with Heidi Baker. Okay. I used to be on Heidi Baker's board. And mm-hmm. I prophesied, we were prophesying over her. We were ministering to her, I don't know, it was her birthday or something. Yeah. And, I, and, and the first time I'd, that phrase spiritual intelligence ever came to me, 
I was prophesying over Heidi and I said, man, we know about IQ, we know about EQ, but you're going to bring SQ forward because Heidi is a brilliant, she's a brilliant person. Yeah. She's a highly educated, brilliant person. Yeah. But what people may not know about Heidi is she is like spiritually very intelligent. Wow. And, and she comes, to, uh, I was eight years on her board, so she comes with solutions that are like, where did she get that? And so I started talking to her about writing a book about spiritual intelligence in this prophetic word. And then I left there and I'm like, wow, she's, I'm sure supposed to write a book on spiritual intelligence. I yeah. remind her. What year was that? Oh Ballpark. gosh, it had to be, uh, let's see, I was on her board mm, 13 years ago, probably okay. something around there. Okay. And then that phrase, because of that prophecy, that phrase stayed in my mind. Yeah. And I started thinking about a lot of things that we were doing already probably would, could be under the guise of spiritual intelligence because yeah. it's, you know, um, obviously first Corinthians four talks about having the mind of Christ. Yes. Not just thinking like God, but thinking God thoughts. So that, that's the distinction between, between in my mind, Romans 12, the renewing of the mind is where we think like God, but first Corinthians four, the mind of Christ is actually having access to the actual thoughts of God. Yeah. And so I I started to make that distinction in my mind, which I think it's more more mostly important in the teaching than it is like, you know, oh, which one am I having right now? Right. I, I'm not in that dialogue with myself. Like, am I having the mind of Christ right now? Or is this my rooted mind? Yeah. But I mean, for the sake of teaching, that really is two separate categories of kind of the same thing. Where I, I'm, you know, I'm thinking like God in my renewed mind, but then First Corinthians says that we actually have access to the actual thoughts of God. Yeah. So what is God currently thinking? Not just how does God think? Yeah. And then that opened the door as I started to like meditate on, wow, we actually have the idea is I can Google God for it. You know, it's kind of a silly expression, but I can Google God for a specific situation or person yeah and say not god how do you think about ellie but what are you currently thinking about ellie yeah Ooh. does you see the difference yes i do so that opened up a door to like oh i actually i actually like that is i actually have done that before you you know like often you have experience before you have before you have language right not, I'm not the only one's done that. I mean, I, I live with a group of people who have done that. They they literally have tapped into the mind of Christ for a specific incident or for a specific pers purpose or for a person, but it just didn't have language. Right. And so I think that what we're finding is language for things that we've done or have experienced for many many years. I love the I love that you talk about that because you also hold this great you've taught this at, at SQ Institute mm -hmm. where you're like, hey, there's also the language to help us understand things like what is word of knowledge, what is prophecy, what is this? But yeah. then you also talk about how like don't get caught up in the over categorization. Yeah. Can you talk about that? Yeah, That's because so you know because Paul actually in First Corinthians talks about nine spiritual gifts. Right. And, you know, my personal belief is that there are a lot more. As a matter of fact, I can actually prove that there's probably another, I haven't counted them, but at least another 20 or 30 that operate Old and New Testament. 
where I would say, oh, that was a spiritual gift. Like, I, I can never get his name right, but Bazel, who's the first man who's filled with the Spirit, actually carves in silver and in gold. And it's it's said, it's taught as a he was actually gifted by yeah. God for that. Yeah. Well, there's no, there's actually no spiritual gift in the in those nine gifts. Right. That would describe Bazel or Bazel or Bazel. Bezalel. 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 That's his name. We got it. Yeah, there was. There's no actual. There's actually no gift in the nine gifts that would describe his gift. Right. So you know, um, you know, Samson's strength is not described in those nine gifts, but it's. But when the spirit came on him, he got strong. Right. And Elijah outran a chariot by the spirit of God. So there was a gift of God that actually infected or affected his body. Yeah. So I could go on and on. Like there, there are lots of gifts that you know the mystical gifts that Ezekiel tapped into that are not mentioned in nine but my point would be that paul calls out nine categories of gifts yeah and i've experienced like in the out of those nine i've experienced probably seven or eight of those but you don't experience them in the categories like that you just experience them you just go yeah yeah and then you're like oh that's the gift of wisdom right. and, and that conversation with that person included the gift of wisdom a word of knowledge and then a future present prophecy but i didn't go well let's let's have a word of knowledge now yeah you're just abiding in christ you're abiding in christ and flowing with the spirit right yeah and then you look back at it and you're like okay well that that actual conversation had four actually different gifts of the spirit in that one you know experience that we we had together yeah i almost think even the ability to go back after and look at something yeah to explore and examine all that god did and said is part of spiritual intelligence yeah i completely agree and I, I only think that it's important uh, in, from the standpoint of teaching, because when you you can't you can't you can't really have what you haven't seen or heard. Yeah. And you know, um, Isaiah, I think it was said, "My people perish for lack of knowledge." Yes. So these things we 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 kind of break them down in categories, as the Apostle Paul did, so that we can teach people how to experience these these different gifts and invite Holy Spirit into this uh, arena and ask Holy Spirit for these specific gifts. Yeah. Yeah. The language helps our, our finite brains yeah. be able to, we're talking about an infinite God. Yeah. There's so much mystery, but sometimes having language helps us be like, I think this is, I move, I want to press into word of knowledge, right? It is yeah. still all his voice. Totally. It's his voice, but all know. of it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's no different than, you know, when, Let's say that from a human standpoint, I stand up in front of people and I teach them. I'm teaching, I'm giving information. And then maybe I'm exhorting them. I'm like, okay, yeah. they have the information and I'm going, Ali, that was a beautiful thing you did right there. It was you know, so good. Okay, I'm not teaching her anymore. I'm exhorting her, right? And let's say she did something and I'm correcting her. And I'm like, okay, hey, you could, that could have been done differently. Yeah. Let's do it differently. It's all, um, it's, it's actually all in my, in my articulation, but I actually did three different things in it. Right. And it, it, it just came all from the human spirit, but I, I taught you, I exhorted you, I encouraged you, I corrected you. And the only reason we break them out is to teach people how to do each one of those, right? That's so key. Yeah. The only reason we break them out is to teach them how to do it. Yes, And exactly. then you will, in your intimacy with God, you'll grow and it will overflow. Yeah, but in our, you know, when we're interacting with people, we don't think like, okay, now I'm gonna move an exhortation. 
Exactly. You just move an exhortation, right? It's like you when just... you're working out for a marathon. It's yeah. like you might isolate muscles, but when you run, you're like, now here comes the tendons. And yeah, the, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, you're, you know, you're just running. You're just running. Yeah. Right. It, it just it just all flows into a relationship with God in, yeah. in, in, our, in our analogy. And that is what we are pursuing yeah. at SQ Institute. A lot of people are like, what's SQ, right? And so we're like, IQ, EQ, SQ, and I start breaking it down. They're like, yeah. oh, that's it. But I also think there's this one key element to where it's like, in the church, we feel really comfortable being like, okay, mm -hmm. God, what, do you, what are your thoughts? Like, if you're in the church, we're gonna use Allie as our example yeah. today. We love her so much. <laughs> what are your thoughts about we Allie? Yes, sir. So we'll just yeah. keep bringing inside, her into the conversation. Inside the church, right? But then there's this concept of like, God, I want to partner with you and everything I do mm. outside the full four walls of the church yeah. because you're... God like, wants out of the box. God sure. is out of the box. Yeah. And like, so do you have a story, because I know you do, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, of when God spoke to you about something not having to do with encouraging a person, mm -hmm. but actually having to do for something outside of the oh, traditional church. You know, uh, I mean, I, I, I've now kind of dedicated myself to ministry when I, when I teach on Sundays or most of the time in school. I just try to move in words of knowledge right mm -hmm. now and, and prophecy. And, but for the last, you know, many years, I, I pretty much shut that part down. And I just, most of my ministry has been outside the church as far as yeah prophecy yeah i i have had i have so many you know I, and some of them are in, are in the book spiritual intelligence that yeah. some of my some of my favorite stories are in the in the book you know where we where the, the lord gave me i was carrying around magnets for a long time and the stories in the book and i went to throw them away this this little boy gave me six magnets and there was like two left because they got washed in the washer and they broke into pieces and i had two left and i threw them away actually in that garbage can i threw them away and I got my truck, and I felt so strongly like the Lord say, go take those magnets and keep them with you. So I went back, and I literally came back in the, my office and grabbed those magnets and put them in my pocket. And I said, what am I going to do with them? And he said, just carry them until I tell you. And I carried them for six, seven, eight months in my pocket. And then we're sitting with a, a, very, uh, a man I, I didn't know at the time. We had lunch with me. I had lunch with him and his friend. It turns out that he was a very wealthy businessman. Again, I didn't I didn't know anything about him. And uh, it just happened kind of on a whim because I was in LA and in uh, Beverly Hills area and he's and so I got a call and said, "Hey, this guy'd like to have lunch with you." And my friend of mine said, "You should go with him." So I did. Anyway, sat down we, uh had normal conversation about we were sitting there for probably an hour and a half, 2 hours. And then uh, he said to me, do you have anything for me? And, and I, I was about to say, not really, but then I remembered the magnets. Mm -hmm. So I took them out of my pocket and the Lord said, I, that's, you've been carrying them for this man. So I put them on the table and I said, it turns out this is like one of the wealthiest men in, in uh, Asia. And I put them on the table and I was pushing the one magnet with the other. You know how you can kind of do that yeah. when they don't touch. And then you spin it around and it pulls it the other way. Uh -huh. And I, I said, see that? And I was doing that on the table. And he's kind of like, yeah. I said, that's <laughs> the power of magnetic energy. Yeah. And the Lord said to tell you that he's going to give you the secret of magnetic energy. And he said, do you know anything about me? I said, I, I know that you're a businessman. And I, I, I assume that you're pretty wealthy. He said, well, do you, how, did you Google me? And I said, no, before the Lord, I did not. 
he said, well, tell me more. So I told him about this whole thing about magnets, magnetic energy, that he was going to invent, invent the most, that, that he was going to invent the most efficient engine in the world. And he said, well, I own a company. And he told me the name of it, which he asked me not to use um, right now. But, and he said, I own this company. It actually has the word magnet in it, mm. which I right. would never have known that. And, yeah. and so anyway, he kept the company and he just designed the most efficient um, motor in, in history of uh, avionics. Wow. Put it in an airplane and it's been amazing. We got to go, Bill and I got to go uh, see the maiden voyage of the plane. Wow. It was like four months ago. And all that came from that um, that encounter I had. Okay, I want to point out a couple of things that I saw playing out here. One, gift of faith. Yeah. You operate in a strong gift of faith where you're like, I felt the Lord say this, I'm carrying, you were obedient. Yeah. And you carried them around with mm -hmm. you. Not knowing why yeah. I was going to do them. Then you tapped into the voice of God and I feel like you were prophesying mm -hmm. and word of knowledge. Yeah. Right. But I feel like the big gift is like also perseverance. Because yeah. there's some perseverance in that moment when you're like still carrying magnets maybe, around Maybe with the you. character trait is perseverance, right? Yeah. Like, oh, that's a good point. Yeah. You, no, no, I don't mean it as a, I'm just thinking through as we're articulating yeah. like, so you have this, you have character traits that actually work with your gifts, right? Yeah, that's good. Because if you quit, then the gift doesn't work. Yeah. Like if I would have thrown those magnets away, good chance are yeah. in, I would have heard the Lord say, pick them up and I didn't do it. Who knows if that opportunity never opened up? Yeah. And all of that, it's funny because these things are inside of you. And as we move, as we are close, become closer mm, and closer so with good. the voice of God, yeah. those things start to open up. But I also want to point out something else. Why God works like this, it's such a mystery. He wanted to hide that in you. Mm -hmm. There is something about how God, like he, he's, because he could have just told him. Yeah, he could have. Why didn't he? Yeah, because he's a radical believer too, by the way. Exactly. So Why? There is something where this is the body coming together, yeah. and I think it's, it's God is a relational God. Oof, this is good. Um, and that is, it's, and the scripture tells us we prophesy in part and we know in part. So there's something about us having these puzzle pieces that He wants us the other parts to come together. Wow. Why He does it, I don't know. But that is what we do at the Solutionaries Intensive where we're actually going to be mm. training you guys in pursuing all that comes with abiding in mm. Christ in the voice of God. And we will work on projects mm. for clients, just like he did, um, where we're like, hey, if we all see in part and know in part, yeah. let's listen, write down what we're getting, and then examine what we all got and present. Yeah, I, I like to just like, this yeah. is really cool what, um, what you guys are doing, Lindsay, because part of the way, like this is, this is one aspect of a prophetic lab yeah. is that sometimes when we know the person that we're ministering to, we can have, we can have like ideas about what they should be doing and it can totally. filter in. But one of the things that we're doing in the prophetic labs with it, which I think is interesting is give, instead of giving you the name of a person and who they are, we're giving you a number and saying you're going to minister over number seven seven seven, and it's a, it's a male or a female. Yeah. And then we create these labs where several people minister to the same person, but they don't know who that person is besides whether they're male or female. Right. So you 
what happens in that we call it what double blind or something double right? blind methodology yeah and what happens is is that the beauty of the thread that happens through this group of people ministering to somebody they don't know yeah and getting similar things or even the same thing or the same phrase and then and then putting it together in in some sort of a report right. whether it be verbal uh, recorded or whether it be you know uh, actually articulated in a in a, in a form is is really powerful for both the person who receives it because they know they didn't know who I was like there was a, a you know you guys did this for me before I even knew what what you were doing and they you know they had all the stuff about a project I was doing in a particular place I was working on that project they described the place they described yeah. a word in the project you know uh, it was like there was like eight things I was doing that some of them you could have known about but they didn't know who I was they had no idea and so super encouraging also specific data was given about the project that I was like oh I need to change the way I think about this project because here's some details I didn't have in the project yeah so I think it's really encouraging and it's encouraging for the people who are actually ministering because they're seeing that they're that the collaborative team is wiser and smarter than the individual members yeah towards that person it's like yeah it's coming it's the body coming together yeah. all playing a part um and what i love about we do this we'll do a lot of blind exercises at sq institute is people hear god more than they realize oh, and that that's the key that is what the reasons why we do these exercises and some of the stuff we're going to do at solutionaries intensive that starts april 4th is it's it's one i i think people come i'm just to call it out i think some people get intimidated to take these classes because they think do i have to be this like master prophet yeah no and no. listen can i tell you something when you're practicing hearing god's voice it's great to get things right but it's also great to learn. Yeah. Like I have definitely thought I heard God about some stuff mm -hmm. and I was wrong. <laughs> okay. It has happened. But I, it, in those moments I've been like, okay, God, was that you or was that me? Or how did I misinterpret you? And those are some of my juiciest moments in my relationship Joy. with the walk with the Lord where I'm like, I become a student. The minute we stop learning, yeah. right, is the minute we stop advancing in the kingdom. Yeah, what's great about uh, School of Ministry, the institutes we do, actually every learning uh, environment that we have at Bethel um, and at, at our personal ministries is that we create the safe place for people to actually move in, move in the gifts of the Spirit, move with in the power of the Holy Spirit, yeah. without you know the uh, fear of shame, yeah, or failure. And I think that you know if you look at the, especially the religious world, and I'll say religious world as a positive, like all the religious world. And you see the, what people think that the, the, an, an infallible God expects infallibility from his people. And then there's this kind of like, kind of like a, almost like a curse that you live under that if you don't get it right the first time, you're a false prophet or a false right. teacher. Or, you're, you're a bad shepherd, you're, you know, you're whatever. And the only way people actually learn, and we've trained hundreds of thousands of people over the last 25 years, is that they have to know that God has a plan for fallibility because he created fallible humans.
Yeah, which we can see in scripture. <laughs> yeah, you know, let two or three prophets speak, let the others pass judgment. You know, First Thessalonians 5, you know, don't despise prophetic utterances, examine everything carefully, hold fast to what is good. So, I mean, and there's lots of other scriptures in there where we see that God has actually planned a safety net around his people so that people can move in the gifts of the Spirit without the feeling of having to be infallible, which is yeah. an impossible standard for anybody, totally. any human, yeah. in any exercise. Yeah. So, um, and so I think we do it really well. We do kind of have coaches and refs. Mm -hmm. We are, we are uh, you know, actually going, well, that's, there's a better way to do that. No, that really wasn't accurate. And that way you can make adjustments in the way that you hear the Lord and making sure you're really hearing the Lord and not your spirit, making sure that your prejudice doesn't get involved in there, your experience isn't clouding things you do. Yeah. It's beautiful. I love it. The whole thing is, that's the adventure of God's voice. Mm -hmm. It's like one step after the other. Um, so you guys, uh, to wrap up, I just wanted to let you know that if you want to join us on the adventure of exploring God's voice, we have a course April 4th. It's called the Solutionaries Intensive. Um, and Chris will be there, Dan McCollum will be there, and there I'll be there, and I'll just be there like this. No. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I'll be there creating activations for you guys, and the whole point is we will have all kinds, every week there'll be teachings, wisdom, question and answers with these guys, and then we will have the opportunity to, I'll show you the process of how to um, prophetically consult someone. You'll actually have a real life person mm. come on and with a group, you guys will get prophetic words, write them down, examine them, and then together connect the dots on what you feel God may be saying about a particular situation. So We've had the privilege of doing it for a television show, a business, a new technology company, a health company. We're just kind of like, hey God, how can we build the kingdom? Government people. Outside, government people outside the four walls of the church. And it's, it's a really fun, safe place to explore. So if you are interested, go to the sqinstitute.com to find about, out about this next class on April 4th. Well, God bless you. Allie and I will be back yes. next week, I believe. Actually, I'm gone next week. So Allie will be back next week. Yes. Maybe maybe, maybe you and Allie ought to do something. We'll have a party on your Instagram. <laughs> That's what I'm afraid of. I'll, I'll be in the country of Lafayette looking at my Instagram. And like, Let's do my it. Instagram. Let's do it. We'll bring all embarrassing photos of Chris. Yeah. <laughs> Just put them on Instagram. Okay. Love Anyways, you guys. See you guys. God Bye. bless you. Have a wonderful week. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. To stay connected, you can sign up for my weekly newsletter at chrisvalentin.com forward slash subscribe. God bless you.